welcome to... <laughs> That's my line. Oh. <laughs> welcome to... Hearing Double. The podcast where we get turned And talk about tunes. I'm Emma. And I'm Celeste. And this week's theme is alcohol. Because yeah. that's what we drink in while we listen in to music. Speaking of that, what are we drinking? Well, we are drinking Pino... <laughs> Pina colada. Colados. Uh, we are drinking pina coladas because of one of the songs that we're going to talk about today. Just to have a little thinky thought about it and try to figure it out. Wow, thinky thought. That's my favorite yeah. thing you've ever said on this podcast. More than as you do. <laughs> You're right. Although you guys won't know that. We'll we'll let you hear <laughs> that shit that we recorded. Coming soon. <laughs> Coming soon. <laughs> to hearing double. <laughs> yeah. If you wanna support our Patreon, um, you get to see what as you do. Our Patreon means. that does not exist yet. If you wanna understand what as you do refers to, go to our Patreon. <laughs> we will tell you what it refers to. Oh my god. I should be a, a rap artist. <laughs> no, you shouldn't. Why did I get extremely drunk in the last five fucking minutes? Okay. <laughs> but anyways, we're talking about alcohol this week because for our first official episode of Hearing Double, we wanted to talk about something that was going to be universal and relevant. And so we're talking about alcohol. Absolutely. As people who get drunk and talk about music. Hell Yes. Some of the best times I've ever listened to music was when I was drunk. I'm sure you all can relate. <laughs> Not all, but a majority. Well, you know, when you're at a club <laughs> and you hear a song and you're like, fuck yeah, and you're like, this is my shit jam. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and you know, you know what I mean. You guys know what I mean. <laughs> you, please <laughs> know what I mean. So the way this will typically work is we'll choose a theme every week and we can interpret that however we want. For example, ours this week is alcohol. Booze. So we're going to do a song that either mentions alcohol, is about alcohol, and just talk about two songs, each of us, every week, and then choose a new song for the next week because that's what we want to do here. But also do that while drunk because we're already there. So why stop now? What else can we do? We're <laughs> drunk. All we can do is record. <laughs> So let's get this party started in here. All right. So, Celeste, uh, you you have songs about alcohol that you enjoy, right? Yeah, I have many songs in my oh. my repertoire here. Oh, okay. Did you um, choose a couple for this podcast? <laughs> absolutely not. What? I'm gonna throw it off the rails here. No, oh I'm kidding. shit! <laughs> You're just gonna like pop one off off the top of your head? Yeah, I didn't even tell you about it. So whatever you say is just gonna suck, right? My notes mean absolutely nothing. <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about today? Today, our first song that I have chosen is also a song I'm not super fond of. I'm kidding. It's more of a nostalgic song for me, so I chose Intoxicated mm. by The Cab off of their album Symphony Soldier, released in 2011. Ooh, a lot of the songs we've been choosing have been around that time period, which is for interesting me, to me. yeah, I think it's me more too. of a nostalgic vibe. Like A Boy in a Girl, A Graveyard was from 2010. Like, See, all of and our I would have from never there. known that. You learn something every There's day. also some good shit, though. I mean, I chose that album by Catfish and the Bottom, and it yeah. was 2016. Oh, that's so. true. Very new. Billie Eilish, very new. Yeah. We've mix got it everything all up, for you guys. Y'all. The Beatles, Simon Garfunkel, we've got everything for y'all. We're going to throw it back and then gonna... bring it right back to the present oh, day, shit. bitches. Yes. <laughs> We're going to throw it back, bring it back. 
<laughs> Turn it around. <laughs> Turn it upside down. And get fucked. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so the reason I chose this song, I what I'm going to probably continue to do and what I like to do is choose a lyric from the song or tell you why I relate it to the current topic. Okay. So our current theme being alcohol, the lyric I chose is your eyes like a shot of whiskey gets me drunk like a summer night. But my favorite lyric is, we eclipse in a conversation as your words, they pass us by. Ooh. It's super good. <laughs> Especially considering, I don't know, the Cab is a very weird band for me because it's emo nostalgia while also being over like a symphony. And I don't remember it being like that. This is a band I listened to in 2012. I remember listening to it years Which ago. Which was eight years ago already. Can you believe I don't it? Don't say those words to eight me. Eight years. That is almost a decade. I feel so old when you say that. <laughs> remember eight years ago, guys? I don't want to remember it was eight, eight years, years ago. ago. <laughs> eight years ago was eight years ago. Okay. Anyway. Thanks, Emma. You're welcome. That's how you do math. Eight equals eight. I can do that math. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it equals eight. No matter eight. how drunk you are, eight equals it eight. It always does. Yeah. Because also eight is infinity. And infinity always equals infinity. I'm getting deep right here. Wow. Hashtag deep. Hashtag deep. <laughs> Everybody infinity. tweet hashtag deep at, <laughs> at hearing double PD. At PD as in. It's just podcast without the. It's just oh, pod sure. without the. Oh, I was thinking like NYPD. What is it? Say? New York Police Department. Okay. So. <laughs> yeah. The hearing double police, police department. department. <laughs> hearing Papa. Hearing. <laughs> Hearing Papa, <laughs> hearing double, hearing Papa Delta, hearing Papa Daddy, hearing Papa Daddy, <laughs> hearing double Papa Daddy. That should just be our thing. Oh so you know, oh like hearing God. double PD, as in hearing double Papa Daddy. I'm actually crying. What the fuck are we talking? <laughs> okay, intoxicated. Oh, I'm trying. Okay. So this song. Um, I love his vocals, actually. Like, I think his vocals are super, super good. And I think it's interesting to me that I always look back at this song as like an emo song, but listening to it now, it's like a symphony quartet. And then with his lyrics on top and nothing about it feels emo to me. And I really love the slowdown from the bridge to the final chorus. I think that part's really, really good. And it stood the test of time for me. I still like this song. Maybe it's a nostalgic value. I have heard people say they do not like this song. I get it. But for me, I still like it. It stood those eight years for me. <laughs> eight, count them, eight years. Rough. Since what year? 2011. 12, oh, 11. Wait a minute. I listened to it in Wait. 2012. Okay, I was going to say, wait, that's nine years. <laughs> Have I been doing math wrong this whole time? Probably. <laughs> nine years. Nine. That's closer to a, to a decade than eight. Let's not ever say that again. <laughs> but I know for sure nine is closer to a decade than eight. Which I'm is so math. proud of you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that's why I repeated. I wanted you. To, I needed um, affirmation. <laughs> that You're I was doing, doing great, okay. sweetie. Thank you. I did math. <laughs> but I think I actually like it almost more now listening to it because I like the idea of having it's called Symphony Soldier, the album. And so having a symphony of all these string instruments and 
that's so cool to me to bring that into the modern age with these like not totally emo but alternative sound and lyrics is super cool to me that I never really caught back in the day because I was just like oh, I'm so emo it's still cringy don't get me wrong I don't but think it's that bad I still I think a lot of music from this time is kind of cringy I still enjoy it the lyrics themselves are just about you know finding this woman and being so completely encaptured by her it's you know I feel intoxicated and yeah, it's cheesy, Yeah, but fuck it. I like it. Right. And when you're drunk, you fucking feel that stuff for somebody. Even when I'm sober. Yeah. You feel intoxicated. I thought it was such a fun vibe. First off, also the line you already mentioned, my favorite line of the song, your eyes like a shot of whiskey warms me up like a summer night. I love whiskey and I have brown eyes. I feel like this song is about me. And I love brown that. eyes crew over here. Oh. oh yeah, you have brown eyes too? Uh-huh. Right. There's like brown eyed girl, which is nice. Which yeah, I'm like, I've okay. been told that my whole life. Like, it was mostly my aunt, but like it's fine. <laughs> it was still nice. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's nice, yeah. <laughs> so this song, like whiskey eyes. Oh shit, I have whiskey eyes. I have eyes for whiskey and I have brown eyes. <laughs> do you like this song? I do like it. Yeah. It was really fun. I, I can see why people maybe wouldn't because it's a little totally. on the surface, but that's just what it is. It's about relating your your feelings for someone to the feeling you get when you're drunk. And he uses so many metaphors that refer to alcohol. Mm-hmm. And I love that. But that's why I love the whiskey line so much because I've never heard that before. So when I heard that line, I was like, oh shit, that is a genius. That loving feeling warms you the way whiskey does looking into her like brown eyes. That's so cool. I love that you connected to that so much because like I said, I've known this song for, as you pointed out, nine (laughs) years. And for me to listen to that line, I was like, whatever. But for me, like as a 13 year old, it's like, yeah, I'm intoxicated by you. It's so cool. And now as an adult, I think that's a cool ass line. Yeah, it's super fun. My favorite line was we eclipse in a conversation as your words they pass us by which i think is so cool and it's that's why it's so fun to look back at songs Mm -hmm. because for me looking back it's not the same song but also you hearing it for the first time to see a lyric like that that i completely overlooked and love it Mm. i love that yeah i love songs where you get a new thing out of it every time you listen to it and i love that 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 the song has that effect especially because it is a little bit older and the more you listen to it, the more you get stuff out I of it. I cannot awesome. stand that we're calling 2011 older. <laughs> I know, it's the worst. My songs were from the fucking 60s. Like, that is, oh, that is 70 years. Wait, 40, 56. That's 60 years ago now. That's closer to 100 than it is to, to not. now. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, never speak again. (laughs) Anyways, your first song. All right, so what next song? It pertains to what now? Our next song doesn't pertain at all to anything except... Mm. Do you want to explain to us how that um, ASMR was relevant? (laughs) Oh, so we're drinking a drink, you guys. As we do, you know. As you do. You know, when you listen to music, you drink. Not always. (laughs) But I do. (laughs) So as I do, you know, as you do, like you, you know, when you hear good songs, you fucking drink. Cause like, or when you're drinking, okay, here's this. (laughs) (laughs) What are you even saying? So when you listen to music, you don't necessarily drink. 
But when you drink, you want to listen to some good music. Eh? Sure. All right. You know, I'm super into karaoke. Tell me, what's a good karaoke song, man? Oh, my God, you guys. Okay. Oh, my God. What song <laughs> you were talking about? It is called. You ready? You ready, guys? You ready no. for it? You don't know what it is? You want to know what it is? I have is? no idea. No, I didn't no. take notes on this. You know? <laughs> Escape, otherwise known as the Pina Colada song, released in 1979 on the album Partners in Crime by the artist Rupert Holmes. You know it. You don't know the artist, maybe? You don't know the album. For show. But you know the song. You know what I'm talking Faux about. For show. You know what I'm talking about. For show. <laughs> So, the Pina Colada song, you guys, you know it. If you like Pina Coladas, you get caught in the rain. rain. We all fucking know it. We all love it. Admit it. We love it. You love it. Yes. (laughs) Is that what you want to hear? So aggressive. I'm so aggressive. So, I actually didn't know much about the artist who wrote this song. I just know the song, as I think most of us do. We just know the song, yeah. Apparently, this guy writes for Broadway musicals, or at least he did. Oh, so shit. Rupert Holmes wrote some Broadway shows. So a lot of his music sounds a little bit like that. Do you have um, an example of which ones he wrote? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> On this particular album, he wrote a lot of ballads, and he needed an upbeat tempo song to kind of balance out those ballads. So that's how he wrote this one. He came up with this melody, and then he needed to write some lyrics to it. One day he went um, through the personal ads in the newspaper and he found a personal ad from a woman describing herself with all of these amazing qualities. And he thought to himself, what if I replied to this personal ad, but then knowing my look, it would be my own lady that wrote this. So he just thought of that as a what if. And that became this song. That was such a fun idea to me that he just wrote this out of like a what if after... Uh, based on a personal ad that he saw that's so fun the concept of the song is not great to me like that idea of being in a relationship and still going and trying to find someone else to be with is a little well yeah but then realizing that it's the person you were with already and (laughs) discovering new things about them that's kind of fun but the the tempo of the song is so fucking fun and it's just fun to sing along to and it falls under the category of alcohol. So that's why I picked it. And I love pina coladas. And I, I, I love all the things that were in the personal ad. I fucking love pina coladas. I love getting caught in the rain. I fucking hate yoga. And I have more than half a brain. <laughs> and I'm not into health food either. And that's what I have to say about it. What's your favorite lyric? Oh, shit. I mean, I think my favorite lyric is just, if you like making love at midnight in the dunes of a cape. Done. Favorite lyric. <laughs> Fantastic. What a great image that comes to mind. What a cool concept. I'd be down to meet someone, a stranger that I found in a, a newspaper, having no idea what they look like, which is not how it is nowadays with Bumble and... Uh, Tinder. Tinder and OkCupid and all those things. You know what peeps look like. Plenty of fish. Yeah. So, okay, I have never heard this entire song until you chose it. Oh, wow. Of course, I knew the chorus. Mm. Like, everybody knows, if you like pina coladas. But I've never heard the full song. Like, Mm. it's just not something I've done, you know? And 
I, it's not like you could hear it in a movie, but it's just the chorus. I've never heard the full song. So I didn't know that story of like, I'm going out searching for a lady cause I'm not happy with my woman. And I found this Craigslist, well not Craigslist cause it's back in the day, but I found this ad in the newspaper and it's this woman and she likes pina coladas and getting caught in the rain and I'm the same way, so I reached out, and then we met, and it's my own lady. You never knew what you had. Hilarious, okay? I think it's fantastic. I think the chorus is iconic. Everybody knows it. I cannot believe that there's a human being on this earth who has not heard, if If you you like like pina coladas. (laughs) I can't believe that there's somebody who has not heard that. That's crazy to me. And so my first time listening to the full song, I was just kind of like laughing. It's super weird. (laughs) It's a joke song, right? Yeah, absolutely. So I think it's super well put together for a joke song. It's got a full story to it you know i'm one of my favorite things is that the chorus is changed from chorus to chorus which is something i love in any song where he goes from if you like pina coladas to yeah i like pina coladas and it's not like the same thing but it's just off that's something i really appreciate and i love like you were saying on one of the last episodes like those like tongue twisters and getting to know is when the chorus isn't the same and you have to memorize the choruses oh yeah it's so i think that's so fun when they mix up the chorus is like that and I just my only like my biggest problem with the song is that you know it's he in the end he's like it's my own lovely lady but how the hell are you married to someone and don't know that they like pina coladas and getting caught in the rain I think that was the prob they weren't talking (laughs) well I think it makes it more funny but it also just makes the absurdity so much more real you're just my co-host but I know if you like pina coladas and getting caught in the rain like oh yeah (laughs) and my other thing I really like is even though he's like going about like potentially cheating on his woman he's still calling her his lovely lady and when he's talking about like we're having issues and i'm gonna look somewhere else he's still always calling her a lady and i love that it's very like it's of the era yeah nowadays it's all bitches and hoes (laughs) and i don't love that but in this song he's constantly calling her a lovely lady and i think that's that's one of my i think that's probably my favorite part about the song oh wow that's nice cool well, sweet. It's awesome. a great song. Yeah, I did. it's awesome to look back as a song that I've never really paid attention to. So my second song is Cherry Wine, in parentheses, live, because there is no studio recording. But it's Cherry Wine by Hosier slash Hosier. Yeah, how do I you think say it's it? Hosier. And it's off of his album, Hosier, <laughs> from 2014. Um, it's off of the expanded edition that I'm listening to and to relate it to the topic of alcohol is his lyric from the chorus just kind of relating to the title of the song. It's blood is rare and sweet as cherry wine. And my favorite line from the song is sweet and right and merciful. I'm all but washed in the tide of her breathing. And that's from the third verse because there's no really, like there's not really a bridge in the song. He kind of just has, has three verses. So I say third verse. It's a really beautiful, soft, melodic song. Um, but despite that, if you pay attention to the lyrics, they're downright heartbreaking. They're super sad and just emotional and 
Hosier is known best for Take Me to Church, which in itself it has kind of the same theme where it's a very upbeat kind of song, but then you listen to the lyrics and you're like, this is fucking sad. And that's what you get with this song too. You know, you listen to it and it just kind of sounds like a love song until you pay attention to the lyrics. And that's what I love about it. You know, it's kind of simple. It's just him and a guitar perfectly matched with his incredible gorgeous voice. You don't really realize, but the song's just about domestic abuse. It's about domestic abuse against a man. I fully support that he wrote a song about domestic abuse against men. But then, as not to make that his stance, in the video, it's about domestic abuse against women. So it's contrasted and I fucking love that. You know, cause the song is, it's got those lyrics of open hand or closed fist would be fine. Yeah. Is the main lyric from the chorus. And it's from his perspective of, you know, I, I get this some of the time where he's got those daydreamy, you know, at least some of the time it's okay. You know, it makes up for the bad times. Sometimes it's good, so I'll deal with the abuse. And I think that's something that can resonate with a lot of domestic abuse victims. And then for him to not only write it in a way that's very domestic abuse against men, which is not only brave, but so just incredible. And then for in the video, him to represent the other side, mm -hmm. where in the video, it's this woman and she's fixing her makeup. And then you show these beautiful images of her and her husband or lover just drinking cherry wine and enjoying themselves. And then slowly it fades and you see her fixing more of her makeup and you can see the bruises under her eyes where she's been abused. And even the guitar in the song, it's kind of upbeat. And it's not until you really dissect the lyrics and really listen that you can tell this is such a deep song. Mm -hmm. This was one of the first songs I ever heard by Hosier. Oh, wow. Yeah. I heard Take Me to Church and then I heard this song. When we chose the theme of alcohol, this was the first song I thought of. Mm -hmm. I love this song and I didn't really look into it until this. And I never really thought much about it and then you listen you don't even have to look into it but you listen to the lyrics and it's deeper it's more meaningful it's darker it represents something it fights something and at the end of his music video he does like a hashtag face up to domestic violence like a stance against domestic violence it's awesome to me that he could represent both sides which is so aptly underrated because it's harder for men to really see that and it's definitely not represented. So it's really awesome because, you know, if he was to just say that, people would come against him, but then he really went for both sides, which is a truly like balanced, amazing way to bring attention to this. Yes, he showed that they're the same thing. Yeah. No matter who you are, if you're abused, you're abused. When I first started to listen to it, I really enjoyed the soft, almost folksy guitar that it started with. Totally. And I did not expect the material that came later with the lyrics. It's so heartbreaking almost. The, uh -huh. the way he talks about this love and being in love with this person. And the chorus has to be my favorite part. 
The way she tells me I'm hers and she is mine, open hand or closed fist would be fine. The blood is rare and sweet as cherry wine. Mm -hmm. It kills me to hear him sing it the way he does and to hear those lyrics because like when you're in in a relationship with someone you love, but you're being abused, you tell yourself that it doesn't happen all the time and that's okay. It's not all the time, so it's okay. And when it does, they're just trying to show that they love you and and just not in the right way. You tell yourself these things that aren't real. cling on to the good parts. The good parts, yeah. Which is kind of, I think, the stance or like the ideal that he's going for. Yeah, this isn't all the time. You know, sweet as cherry wine. And then in the video where they're just like, throwing back to times of them being happy drinking cherry wine when in reality it's not that it's not great ever but you know there was that one time it was okay Mm -hmm. and I think that's a very you know almost Stockholm syndrome but yes it's a very common thing for people to flock to absolutely and it was so tragic to listen to whether you're a man or a woman or whatever you can be in a relationship where you're with this person who doesn't treat you the way you deserve to be treated. And you, like you said, you cling on to those good moments and hope that most moments will be like that. Even when they're not, you keep holding on to the idea that they will be and that those bad moments aren't that bad because of the good ones, the good moments. Mm-hmm. It almost killed me the way a boy, a girl in a graveyard did where it's like, I just don't want to listen to this ever again because <laughs> it makes me so sad that that, that happens. But I, I do love that he brings that to light. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, like you said. The fact that he talks that about this happening to a man and then the video bringing, bringing it over to a female side and showing that it's the same thing. It's so dark in such a such a dark way it's dark in a dark way where it's just got the such a dark influence such a dark story but this song with the chords that he uses on the guitar it's upbeat it's higher key and even his voice you know he's got a somber-ish tone in his voice but just open hand or closed fist would be fine it's still a little bit higher key even though he's talking about something so devastating and i think that's kind of showing what it feels like to be in that situation in general yeah you trick yourself into feeling this fine feeling like you're fine but it's not everything is fine and even the lyrics he uses it's divine i have the some of the time like ah. Just the fact that he's clinging on to those moments. It's so sad. And it's so weird to hear it. Because again, like I said, at the beginning, I thought like, oh, this is a really pretty song. I'm so excited to hear what this is about. And then it was not at all what I thought it was going to be about. No, and I even the original, like the chorus, you know, um, blood is rare and sweet as cherry wine. Or the juxtaposition of that alone. Yeah, exactly. It's the juxtaposition. It's the contradiction and comparison. Yeah. Simultaneously. The push and pull of your heart. Yeah, it's the, I know this is hurting me, but I love them. Or the, hey, I should leave but I want to stay because what if it gets better? Right. There's so many back and forths and ups and downs, and he shows it while his voice is somber, but the guitar strings are upbeat, and the whole song is just perfectly placed. I absolutely adore every single aspect of this song. It was really, really thought through, completely composed perfectly. It was just... It's an amazing, amazing song. 
Definitely. This is what Devastating, was, but amazing. Oh, yeah. This was one of my favorite listens of this episode of the podcast, if not my favorite listen. I was so... It was my favorite. I had I, to listen to yeah. it over and over. It was yeah, so good. I did too. It was so hard for me in the past episode to not pick Hosier as my favorite current artist. Oh, yeah. Because I just listened to the song so much after we chose this. Because we chose like peek behind the curtain. We chose everything at the same time and we're recording these all on the same day. So. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Spoiler. Spoiler alert. Secrets here. More weird. You know, it was hard for me not to choose hosier as my favorite because when listening to this because we chose alcohol as a theme before we started talking about our current and all-time favorites and it was hard for me not to choose him and choose this song because I know we'd be talking about it here and I've just been listening to a lot of him listening to this song over and over because I just feel like there's so much to it that you can't get it all in even like five ten listens yeah I kept listening I could not really i couldn't stop definitely lyrics aside it's a beautiful song totally and what a great pick for the alcohol episode i thought most of our songs i really thought they'd be like fun like get drunk and listen to music songs uh-huh and so for you to pick this one was like whoa <laughs> yeah they? like i said it was the first thing i thought of i wanted to end my thing on this because it's such a deep but beautiful song and this is my representation of what I like to listen to. Hell I yeah. love Hosier. Uh, me too. All of his songs are just, they're like that. They make you uh-huh. feel shit. Whether you like it or not. <laughs> they really yeah, do. Yeah, fucking deal with it. Yeah. And his <laughs> voice is so impactful. Silky. Yeah. And, <laughs> and raw at the same time. Mm-hmm. How does he do that? I don't know, but he can get in my panties. <laughs> um, and speaking of dark... Speaking of getting drunk, I'm gonna talk about Chandelier. <laughs> My second song that I've chosen as you collect your papers, Los Papeles. Papier. Excuse me? Papier. <laughs> Was that French? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. <laughs> That's my assumption of what it is in French. Okay. Okay, so my second song <laughs> is speaking of booze, um, speaking of alcohol, you know, the, the drink, the as liquor. you do. Mama's medicine. Speaking of which, <laughs> Mama's medicine. So here we go. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! It is Chandelier by Sia. I love this song. When it came out, I was a huge fan of Sia. Now you can tell her sounds a little older. Sound like pop is already changing. It speaks of the destructive coping mechanism of drinking to me. So. Sia talks about just drinking and trying to feel good through that and showing everyone around her that she is fine. Yeah. Because she's happy when she's drunk. And I love the lyric, I'm holding on to fear to life, won't look down, won't, won't open my eyes, keep my glass full until morning light. Like she can't handle feeling anything other than, other than the joy that she's feeling when she's drinking, when she's inebriated. And I love the music behind that part of the song. The music gets faster and almost sounds a little panicked. And when she leads into that lyric of I'm swinging from the chandelier, I want to swing from the chandelier. To me, that almost seems like a metaphor for having a good time, but also kind of a metaphor for depression as well. Like literally swinging from the chandelier. Oh shit! Yeah, <laughs> sorry, to get dark on you. <laughs> but I didn't say I didn't understand that until you really said it, and then I was like, 
fuck. Oh, wow. Yeah, like I see the opposites in the music because the song as a whole is very upbeat musically, but very dark lyrically. Yeah. And so there's that kind of... Kind of a theme here. Yeah, the, the opposite of that already. And so I, I kind of saw that in that lyric of I want to swing from the chandelier being kind of happy, but also very sad. <laughs> and then the the next part also sounding a little panicked i'm holding on fear to life won't look down won't open my eyes keep my glass t- full until morning light like that like drinking is the only thing keeping her going to feel okay at this point and being ashamed the next morning when you realize that that's what you've done you've just been drinking and alcohol just taking the pain away and being okay with people knowing the person that you are when you're drinking the fun persona you put on when you're having alcohol and having that be what people see but there's this whole other side of you that is just trying to conceal the pain that you feel all the time and when you watch the music video for this song too it's unbelievable and i don't know if it necessarily matches the the idea that the song is trying to convey or if it is but it tells a story that's just as devastating and heartbreaking the way that girl dances is fucking incredible and you can Her tell, name like, is Maddie Ziegler. Yes, Maddie Ziegler. The way Maddie Ziegler dances in that music video is so raw and telling of what the the artist is going through. Mm-hmm. And it's so incredible. And I mean, even that line of one, two, three, one, two, three, drink, like you just keep going until you don't feel anything anymore because it's easier than feeling whatever you actually are feeling. Right. And so I love this song because it goes into that. And I love Sia as an artist because she talks about those kinds of things. And like Billie Eilish, she doesn't want to show her true self because she doesn't want people to judge her. She wants people to judge the music. And I so respect for her as an, respect her as an artist for that. Um, but this song in particular is so easy to relate to and also so interesting to listen to. It's, it's a good song. And everyone loved it when it came out, I think. Like, most people. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was a really good song. But it also is really dark. And I love that she does that with her music. She tells such interesting stories. I'm curious. Do you know, like, Sia's story career-wise? Oh, no. So it's super fascinating to me. First off, this is her breakout song. Mm -hmm. This is the song that made her popular, that is really brought her into the spotlight that gave her the recognition she deserves and that being said is super interesting to me because she got to a point where she was because she wrote songs for famous artists most commonly known um she wrote diamonds for rihanna um she also wrote many songs for christina aguilera Um, and that was, that was her job. She would just write songs and demo them and sing them and then have an artist who was popular like Rihanna, Christina Aguilera, and have them look at it, look at that sample that she would wrote. And then they would be like, yeah, I could sing that. I want to do that. And then they would buy the rights to that song or perform it and she did that for years which is crazy to me because her vocal range is unfucking believable yeah she's un 
just like unattainable. Unattainable. She's Those songs incredible. are very difficult. She's so good. Her vocal range is insane. And I can't believe that she got famous as late in her career as she did. Yeah. Because I don't know how, how exactly how old she is, but she's definitely like a little bit later in her career. Mm -hmm. She's been making songs for other artists for so long. And it took so long for her to get to a point where she wrote a song for herself and released it, which is crazy to me because like I said, her vocal range is incredible. Her lyrics are incredible. She could have just fucking done it all herself this whole time. And like Diamonds is a fucking popular ass song, but maybe it's because it's by Rihanna. Maybe it's because it's just a good ass song. And she wrote that. It's so cool. So that's so cool to me on fact of, on top of the fact that she does that similar thing to Billie Eilish. You know, she wears that wig and the bangs cover her eyes so you can't really see who she is. Mm -hmm. Like, if you look it up, you can see pictures of her. But for the most part, she kind of covers her identity. Yeah. And it's meant for you to judge the music, like you said. And I adore her for that. And she's the first person to really do that from my personal, like my personal views, like what I've seen, what I've been interpreting, what I've looked at in the media. She's the first person to really do that. That's captured my attention mm -hmm. and I love her for that. And so I've always had a thing for Sia because of those reasons. Like she's so fucking cool. Yeah. And this was her breakout song. I love her. I love this song. And it's a really cool thing to continue to represent herself through the same dancer. And it's not common in a lot of other people's music videos to continue to use the same people. So that's awesome. Her vocal range is amazing. And, you know, I think the instrumental for the main parts of the songs is super simple. Mm -hmm. It's not super intricate. Um, and then it gets a little more intricate during the chorus. But even then, you know, it's not super intricate, not super complicated. And it still accomplishes it because you can hear everything you need to hear in Sia's vocals, in Sia's emotions, because she carries it so well. And I think her voice matches super well with the lyrics, you know. And same with the kind of simple, but those beats of when it goes one, two, three, drink, and it just kind of matches with the music mm -hmm. is so cool to me. And at the end, the music kind of just fades and you just hear her voice and it brings more raw emotion to the already emotional voice of Sia in every song she ever does. And my just my interpretation is it's just a song about drinking to forget. It's about living life for that night because when you're not drunk, you have to think about everything again. I love this story that she tells through three of her songs. It almost seems like a trilogy. Through Chandelier and then Elastic Heart and then Big Girls Cry is the third one. And she uses Maddie Siegler in all three. I love what she does with that storytelling. Much like Billie Eilish tells a story with not only the lyrics, but with the video. She makes yeah. both very important separately or together they work and i love that she does that i love that she just tells a story through this interpretive dance it's so cool and it really is like interpretive dance like it's so raw and you don't know what the fuck she's doing because you're not used to seeing that kind of dancing but it it, it portrays so much just visceral feeling i love it 
so cool. She's undeniably, I think, one of the most talented artists on the radio as of the past multiple years. Agreed. Will. <laughs> so should we choose a theme for next week? Oh, I guess we should, huh? Let's do it. Let's choose a theme. Ooh, here's the jar of themes. We've got our magic jar of theme ideas. Let's open this up. We're going to let Emma choose. <laughs> All right. Emma is choosing. What do we got? What do we got? Sad. Just sad? Sad. All right. So our theme is sad for All songs. Right. We brought it up for alcohol. We're going to bring it way the fuck to back town Ooh. next week for Whoa. the theme of sad. Get ready to get sad, guys. Easy. Easy got it. Peasy, lemon, There's so squeezy. many. I mean, most of my songs were sad. I can keep talking about the Beatles. Maybe I should make it a challenge to mention the Beatles every time. Please don't. Okay. Challenge accepted. <laughs> I will do it. You guys, you want to hear about the Beatles every time? No? Please message well, Emma specifically the word no. Please don't. Please There's say, nothing wrong with the Beatles, but like every time seems excessive. Let me know what Beatles song you want me to mention each time. If you have a good suggestion for a sad Beatles song, let me know because I will do it. Okay. Well, this has been... The Hearing, Hearing Double, Double Podcast. Podcast with Celeste and Emma. If you want to follow us and sign on for more of us, I don't know why you would. Just follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Hearing Double PD. That you can P also Papa P Daddy <laughs> D Daddy. <laughs> yeah, Papa Daddy is PD. You can visit our website at hearingdoublepodcast.com. And if you have a song suggestion or a theme idea to send to us, you can also send those to hearingdoublepodcast at gmail.com. Thanks so much for tuning in, and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.